Hey guys, how's it going? Sunny D here. The YFY episode you're about to listen to is another episode of Storytime, where I come to you guys live on Facebook and on Instagram, 9 a.m. Eastern Time Daily, and read one of the chapters from one of my two books, either your first year in or your first year in salon ownership. The chapter I'm going over today is goals set them but don't forget them from your first year in the beauty industry and i'm going to do a lot of off the cuff insights talk about why this is one of my my favorite subjects i'm pretty passionate about it not only for myself but for my team what i do in our company and the things that i've seen happen when you really get serious about goal setting so hope you guys enjoy Thanks for tuning in if you're listening, and if you didn't catch it live, hopefully you'll join me one morning for a live story time with Sunny D. So thanks for listening to the podcast. I appreciate your continued support and hope you enjoy this episode of Storytime. All right, here we go. Here we go. We're live. You know what time it is. If we're live, you know that means it's story time. Story time, and we're now, this is going to be episode number four. So story time, episode number four. Excited to be back with you guys. Thanks for hanging out. Good morning. Thanks for spending your mornings with me, hanging out for a little story time. It's your first time joining story time. Welcome. This is your fourth time joining story time. That means you're pretty committed to waking up nice and early, especially if you're in like central, you're out there on the West Coast. It's extra early for you guys because it's 9 a.m. here, little after nine, quarter after nine. And I'm in Florida, so if you're out in California, that means it's like quarter after six. So damn, if you're getting up that early i definitely appreciate that so this is story time with sunny d so what i've been doing i started this little adventure as i like to call it uh just last week something i've been wanting to do for a long time Uh, story time being able to come and just share some stories share some insights share some uh, live reading really to prove that A, I can read, right? That was always up in the air. Um, And be able to kind of go into either, you know, my first book or second book, go into the chapters, do some like real-time reimagining, real-time reinvention, real-time editing on the spot, you know, so adapting it to the current situation. So right now we're all going through this Corona economy, as I call it, I've been referring to the Corona economy. Um, so the Corona economy, for those of you guys who, who may not know or haven't heard that term yet, the Corona economy is what we're all in right now. And it's a new economy. None of us have ever been here before. None of us have ever had to negotiate the things that we're dealing with right now. There's a different kind of person you're becoming as you're going through this. Uh, you know, 90% of the country right now is has stay-at-home orders, meaning, you know, unless you have to go out for some essential product or service, if there if it's even open, 
you know, then your businesses are closed and the, uh, the government, local, state, federal, pretty much at this point has the whole entire country recommending everybody stay home. And so I've been home now. Uh, we closed all of our businesses down on March 16th and it's been trying, it's been testing, it's been, you know, it's been just a whole new experience. And that has what kind of sparked or, you know, led to this, what I'm, I'm referring to as the Corona economy, which is a new time, a new day that all of us are having to learn how to be, you know, creative. We're having to come up with different things. There's been a lot of experimentation. There's been, you know, new people emerging. And most of it's been through, you know, social media. We've been using these platforms, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, Snapchat, Zoom. Zoom has become like a new social network to meet. I've been meeting with my teams uh, every single day. I'm talking with them either through a Facebook Live in our private group. Um, we have what we call Live at Five or we're doing like a Zoom where we're getting together face, you know, so everybody can jump in there. So I've been meeting with my teams, I've been meeting with other teams, other salons and schools and, you know, people and one-on-one -on -one and through all these different channels. All these technologies that have been built up over the last, you know, 15 or 20 years uh, really are being tested because now everybody's on there because what else are you gonna do? You know, if you're sitting at home or you've been ordered to go home <clears throat> or your, your company or the business you worked in closed down, then you're kind of just hanging and you're watching and waiting and seeing what's going to happen. The other thing that's coming out of the Corona economy is these like new ideas and new businesses, i.e. story time. Story time is something I've wanted to do since I wrote, you know, my first book a few years ago. Um, and it's really a matter of time, right, to do it. No pun intended, but the thing is, you know, with traveling and running a bunch of salons and teaching and, you know, being a father and, you know, all these different things that come into play, it's like, yeah, am I going to have time to, you know, set up a story time and sit down and read to an audience every single morning? Probably not. But now in the Corona economy, this is a time where some of these new ideas and some of these things that we thought about maybe doing and thought about that could be cool now is the time to do it. And so here we are, this is story time, this is the fourth episode and I'm coming every morning, um, you know, around 9 a.m., coming on, um, just sharing some insights, kind of saying hello and uh, reading, you know, a chapter. And so that's kind of the premise, a chapter and giving some, you know, live on the spot, re-enhanced thought and vision on it. Other things you're seeing, especially if you're in the beauty industry, a ton of people are getting on doing education, um, doing haircutting and all kinds of stuff. So it's like, I saw a meme like yesterday, it was like, if I see like one more, you know, haircutting or hair tutorial, I don't know what I'm like, they're gonna like freak out, right? Cause everyone's doing it, right? But here's the thing, we wanted to do a lot of that stuff before the coronavirus hit. And now it's like, we don't have anything to do. So oh, let me do that. What I'm hoping happens on the other side of this is that we don't see a, a incredible like drop off, but we're able to kind of keep this thing going because I think being a part as a hairdressing and a beauty industry and a world being a part and having to have this like isolation has made a lot of people realize how much they love being together with people. And it's, it's in a weird way, this separation I think is actually bringing us closer as a people 
because now that we're apart, then you're like, man, I, I really, you know, I, I wanted to be with people and I didn't realize I really liked being with people. Now that I can't be with anyone and I'm kind of separated, I miss that. And so I don't think it's unique just to the beauty industry. I think it's every industry is probably experiencing this where we're like, you know, I, it's bringing us closer together in a weird way, the separation. Um, and right now, you know, it's, it's potentially going on for the rest of April, potentially longer. Um, when businesses do open up, there's probably, it's probably going to happen in, in kind of like waves. Um, there's going to be a new approach. So I'm interested and excited kind of to see on the other side of this what happens. How do we continue to stay connected, you know, even though there's still, there's going to be, you know, there's going to be a little bit of, you know, hesitation when, you know, it's kind of like the doors open up and everyone gets out there. There's going to be some hesitation. There's going to be some, some kind of tippy toeing into it because the world as we know it, it's fundamentally shifted and it shifted to this, you know, social distancing. And we, we always thought, you know, oh man, social media. And we always kind of got on people, especially younger people like, oh, you're, always on social media blah 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 you know what why don't you do it you know the old school way and get in front of people and face to face you can look them in the eye and all this and now it's like everyone's like we can't do that anymore so now everyone's kind of figuring out wow maybe social media is a valuable tool because it's enabled us to still feel some sense of connection even though there's a physical disconnection so it's been kind of interesting to see and I'm excited to see what's going to be on the other side of this. Um, hope all you guys are doing well. You're feeling good, feeling safe um, and staying safe and everyone's doing their part. You know, staying at home is not an easy thing, you know, and I, I shared this with you guys probably a couple days ago or on one of the groups I was talking to. You know, I've never been in like the same place for really more than two days in a row. Like, yes, if I'm in town, I'm you know living and sleeping at home, but I'm also going to a different salon every day or every other day, um, traveling, you know, getting on a plane, going here, going there. So it's kind of, for me, it's been a challenge and I've been trying to stay busy. But the weird thing is I feel like I've actually been busier, you know, being at home because there's lots of work that you can do on your business that you can't necessarily do in your business, especially when I'm a hairdresser standing behind the chair, I'm not able to do a lot of things that I'm able to do. And I, so I feel like I've been actually more productive um, and busier than ever during these last uh, couple of weeks going on three weeks. So those are just some thoughts, you know, thoughts of the morning, things that I've been thinking about this morning, kind of ideas I've been kicking around in my head that I wanted to share with you guys. So I hope you guys are doing well. Uh, appreciate you guys for showing up to story time, hanging out. Uh, yesterday I did say, at the end, I was giving away some t-shirts. I still have a few of those. I'll talk more about those. It's, it's free. You just got to pay for shipping um, on the website. The one that I'm wearing, you know, the YFY, iHeart YFY t-shirt. I'm giving some of those away. I've got some men's and, and lady fits. I'll talk more about that uh, when I finish up with the read today. But um, I definitely am enjoying... Uh, trying new things so hopefully you're trying some new things hopefully you're experimenting with practices hopefully you're getting a little bit more socially um, involved through different platforms testing out different things um, because now is the time and there's going to be some interesting businesses I'm sure that will emerge on the other side of this you know unusual period we're going through and keep in mind it is a period I mean it's not going to be in an indefinite period it's going to be a period of time 
and hopefully you're documenting and maybe doing a journal. I talked about making video, even if you're not a social media person, recording stuff, just so you have some documentation when your grandkids ask you, hey, you know, what happened during that pandemic of 2020? Like, what were you doing? What was going on? And you can say, Here's, here was my experience. Here's some of my experience. Uh, so I'm gonna get into story time. I always like to start with reading a content kind of overview. So the chapters, uh, the chapters that we have in this book, this is YFY, your first year in the beauty industry, how to not just survive, but thrive in the business of beauty. And it starts with, you know, the why. So chapter one is why is this industry for you? Chapter two is resumes, portfolios, and other waste of time. Chapter three is salon interviews with a capital S. It's not love at first sight. Chapter four is show me the money. Numbers don't lie. Chapter five is hustle muscle. What's your DNA? Chapter six is networking, do or die. Chapter seven is goals, set them, but don't forget them. Chapter eight is mentors versus coaches, why you need them both. Chapter nine is location, 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 why bouncing around will ruin your career. And then chapter 10 is the what if, what if you do make it. So, <coughs> excuse me. <clears throat> so we went through the introduction on the first episode. Um, then we went through hustle muscle, What's your DNA? That was chapter five. On the second, we went through yesterday, we did show me the money, numbers don't lie, which is a, one of my favorite you know, chapters where we got into kind of the financial piece of being a hairdresser, being a business, thinking like a business, and understanding numbers, even if you're not a numbers person, because we know, right, you're an artist first. So we got into numbers, so that was a good one. So let's see, today, what I was thinking was I wanted to go through <clears throat> chapter seven, which chapter seven is goals, set them, but don't forget them. And this chapter is special to me for a few reasons. Uh, number one, once I learned the process of setting goals, I was like, mm, one of the biggest skeptics in the beginning because it's like, yeah, okay, I'm gonna set a goal and uh, it's just gonna happen. And I didn't really realize it wasn't like that. I mean, it wasn't just a, you know, manifest and, you know, say it out loud, it's gonna happen. It wasn't really like that. It was about planning and then working the plan, right? So planning the work and working the plan. And when I started to get into goals in the beginning, you know, it was probably a couple years after I started my company. <clears throat> I was, like I said, a skeptic. I was like, yeah, I don't know. And then I started doing it and I started really like being serious about it and really kind of getting into goal setting. And I started reading up on different, you know, goal setting uh, methods and really understanding it's, it's not just throwing a wish list out there, it's actually creating a plan you know, for the work and then working the plan that you create. And there's a few things like I, I always do in story time, I'll be, as I'm reading through this, I'm gonna get off script, I'm gonna add to, I'm gonna ad lib. So we'll get into that as well. But definitely one of the things I'm, I'm most proud of is that we use the goal setting format. <clears throat> we use this plan 
in our company. So every single year, like in the beginning of the year, that's actually the <clears throat> thing we start with. So like the first focus of the first month of the first year is creating a plan for the year. And we look at it in three month increments, but creating a goal statement. And so what I put into this chapter is really kind of the, the process that I take my team through. Um, it's, it's, you know, probably going to be something you could try. If you need help with it, let me know. But it's something I think you'll get tremendous benefit out of it. I've seen it for myself. I've seen it for my team members that are setting goals and achieving goals. And it's not magic. It's a process. So that's really where this chapter came in. So this is chapter seven, goals. Set them, but don't forget them. And like all chapters, we're gonna start with a quote from one of my mentors. So here we go. If you work hard on your job, you can make a living. If you work hard on yourself, you can make a fortune. And that quote is by Jim Rohn. So goals, set them but don't forget them. This is one of my favorite topics. When I am working with any stylist or any business, I always start with looking at where they are going. Goals are basically a roadmap that you are going to follow for not only your first year in the beauty industry, but your entire career. Why must you have goals? Goals will give you a target and lead you to your destination. Goals give you a reason for getting out of bed in the morning. When it comes to goals, many of us have never been taught how to actually set them. So in this chapter, I am going to do just that. What is the difference between a goal and a dream? A lot of us have dreams. We want to take over the world. We want to be rich. We want to marry a prince or a princess. These are great and these are dreams, but they are not goals. Goals have five key elements. We refer to this with the acronym SMART, S-M-A-R-T. So thinking about having goals, I'm gonna jump in here, um, getting out of bed in the morning. You know, if you find that it's a struggle for you, you know, and I'm not talking like you went to a party and it's a struggle for obvious reasons because you're hungover. I'm talking about like, you know, or you just stayed up to a ridiculous like late night. And so it's like that kind of struggle. I'm talking about just a struggle. Like if you got a decent amount of sleep and you're still struggling to get up in the morning, I'm going to say that you want to take a look at goals. You know, typically for the day, I'm thinking about my goals and writing goals down at night, you know, just so I can clear my head and I can ponder as I'm sleeping. Because just because you're physically sleeping, there's another part of your brain, your subconscious that's awake and it's working. Whether you're working or not, it's the part of your brain that makes your heart beat, you know, all night without you having to think about it and keeps your breath going in and out. You're not like conscious of that. So that subconscious part of your mind, once you hit the bed, it can go to work on a lot of things. It can't, it's not just, it can only make your heart beat and make you breathe. It can make a lot of things happen. So if I, you start writing those goals down at night, your mind can start working on them. And if you're waking up feeling tired, you know, yeah, there could be diet, exercise, you know, substance issue there. But for the most part, you know, on 
every morning, if I have my goals planned and I have things on the agenda for the next day, goals, targets, I'm getting up with more enthusiasm. I'm getting up like I'm not setting an alarm clock. Like sometimes I do, but I barely ever set an alarm clock. It's just an intuitive kind of, I got to get going. I got things I need to get done. So then you start getting up. So goals will give you a reason to jump out of bed in the morning. Even if you are running a little low on sleep, you'll have a bigger reason to move. So let's think about that. Back to the story. So smart. Let's start with the first letter, S. When it comes to goals, be specific. You have to get as specific as possible with what it is you want to achieve. Saying that you want to be rich is not a specific goal. Saying that you want to earn $150,000 per year is better, but even more specific would be getting down to the real nitty gritty and talking about how many dollars you want to earn per week or even per day. If you wanted to earn $150,000 per year, then you would know that the math on that per month would be $12,500. And you would be looking at $3,125 per week, and then if you worked five days a week, that would be $625 a day. Now that is specific. So whatever the goal is, no matter how big, no matter how small, you want to be specific as possible. And I'm going to jump back in here for a second. The big thing, especially like if I throw a number out there and I do this exercise with my team, it's called the magic number worksheet. We have a whole worksheet we work through. And I like to do that in the very beginning when they first start in the salon. The reason I do it in the beginning is because it's a good way, it's a good exercise to get in a, a habit of setting goals. And the exercise not only of setting goals, but it also gets you in the habit of breaking things down And it's something around numbers, which is a lot easier to see. So sometimes when you're thinking about goals that are, you know, it's in your, it's trying to figure out a way to measure, it could be a little bit more difficult. So having something like the number, and I start with that in the beginning of their career path, it helps them kind of learn about breaking a goal down, starting big, getting granular, and anything as, as granular as you can get it. Because when I threw that number out there, 150,000, if you're sitting there and you're like right now, you're unemployed or you're out of work, and I say, okay, um, you know, you're going to, I want you to figure out how to make 150,000 a year. That's going to be way too big. That's going to be too, like, you can't get your head wrapped around it. But if I say to you, I want you to figure out how to make, you know, $625 a day, or, or even if we took that, you know, that's a day, right? So even if we took that, 625 and we broke that down so 625 a day divided by 24 hours that's $26 and 40 and 4 cents an hour so if i told you i want i want you to figure out how to make you know $26 you know in an hour you could probably start to conceptualize like that being possible but if I say, I want you to figure out you know, how to make 150, you're like, shit, well, I, I mean, I never made 150,000 enti- over my lifetime, right? So you're like thinking, what? So getting granular, as specific as possible, breaking a goal down is gonna be key. All right, so next we're gonna move into the M, back to the story. The M is for measurable. Having a method of tracking progress for that goal is going to make it measurable. 
Remember, if it can be measured, it can be done. So you want to make sure that you are measuring goals. So measurable back to, you know, we started with specific. So when you think about measurable, everything really can be measured and some things you just have to get a little bit creative of, of how am I going to measure this. When you think about measuring, I'm going to give you an example of something that's a little trickier, but it still can be measured. So think about happiness, right? And you're like, well, how can you measure happiness? I'm either, I don't know, it's a happiness, it's a feeling, I, I, like how, you can't measure happiness. But if you started to break it down, if you started to get specific, if you started to get granular, just like with that number goal, number was easy, right? Break down the number, it's basic math, divide, 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 till I get to the smallest. But then when you start to think about happiness, sometimes it's like, oh, well, happiness can't be measured, right? But it can, because if you start thinking about happy, well, ask yourself questions. Well, what things do I do make me happy or make me feel bliss? And then you start thinking, oh, you know, I'm just throwing something out there, riding my skateboard. <clears throat> and then you tie Riding my skateboard is an activity that makes me happy. What else? Reading books. Okay, cool. What else? You know, for some people, it's literally making money. Okay, cool. So then you can take that activity and that can be your starting point to where you can measure how often do you do it. Well, I really like, you know, riding skateboards. It makes me happy, but I never do it. Then you got to ask yourself why. Why don't you do things that make you happy? Well, you know, I don't have time. Really? Don't you? You don't have time or you don't make time. And so when you start thinking about that and how, how often would you like to ride your skateboard? Then you're thinking, well, you know, I'd really at least once a week. Okay, cool. So that's like once a week. So like four times a month. Now you have a measurable goal that is connected to dot dot happiness. And so everything can be measured. You just have to think about it maybe a little bit differently and how you're gonna measure it because everything is connected. So that's just an example there. So everything can be measured. So the S is specific, the M is measurable, back to the story. <clears throat> so the A, attainable. The A is for attainable. Setting attainable goals of something could be a little bit of a debate because some people may say 150,000 per year in income is attainable where others say that it is not if it is attainable in your mind then put it down on paper if you feel strange about putting it down or when you write it and it seems uh, kind of unrealistic then maybe you can change it if you're looking to go to Mars and no one has ever been there then maybe I would hold off on that one for a little bit attainable is going to be key and having an attainable goal is something that you can really visualize. And I'm going to jump back in here, you know, thinking about going to Mars like Elon Musk, the guy who built the company Tesla. He's got another company, SpaceX. He's, he's planning on it, right? He's working on it. So it's looking very attainable. Um, Richard Branson, who started Virgin, he's got Virgin Galactic, another space, you know, company working on going to space. It's a publicly traded company. Uh, Jeff Bezos, the owner of Amazon, he's got a company called Blue Origin, another space company who's looking to, you know, colonize parts of space. So there are things that, you know, even even just five years ago, <clears throat> some of these companies didn't even exist. <clears throat> and now 
We're talking about going to Mars. We're talking about being able to, as as a regular, you know, Joe, being able to buy a ticket if you got the money that you can take a trip into orbit in outer space. Now, that, that wasn't possible not too long ago. So when you start thinking about attainable, let your mind kind of think about it. Imagination is wild. Back to the story. <clears throat> so the R. The R is for realistic. Earning a million dollars a day when you finish school in your first year is not very realistic. Earning a hundred dollars a day, on the other hand, is. So you want to be as realistic as possible. Remember, this is a career and this is only your first year in this career. You want to be realistic and be looking to measure goals and increase them as you go. So start with realistic goals so you do not set yourself up for big disappointments. You know, and being realistic, so how, what is realistic, right? So there's that, you know, $100 a day or a million dollars a day. Are there people that earn a million dollars a day? Yes. So that is a reality, but don't get reality confused with uh, realistic because a reality just may not be your reality at this point in time. But as you're growing, right, as you're discovering, as you're building, your realities will change and you'll start to see what's possible. And that's why when you start looking out in the world and, you know, like if you just stay in one lane, you know, you'll miss a lot of things. Right there's time and there's there's place for you know to stay in your lane and be focused on one thing, but reality, to be able to look out, and see what else is possible, see what other people are able to accomplish, you know, not to like compare and make yourself feel like shit and say you suck, but to see what's possible, you know. So I'm constantly like reading up and learning about what's possible because I want to see like what are the limitations of man. And it never ceases to amaze me just when you think, wow, that's impossible to do X. I find somebody else that does Y. And it's like, damn. Well, I'm like, oh, man, that's impossible. There's a guy, uh, James, what's his name? James, his, uh, his, I know his like nickname is Brand, the Iron Cowboy. So this guy did, like I do a triathlon, like a sprint triathlon I got into a few years ago where I'll go and I'll swim, you know, 700 meters. I'll ride a bike for like 12 miles and I'll run three miles. Three sporting events, you know, triathlon, hard, challenges me. I've done, you know, maybe a dozen of them over the past few years. And so then you can move up to the next level where the distance is double and you can move up to the next level. You know, big picture, you get to the point of like, if you're all in and you work your way up, you can get to what they call an Ironman. Now an Ironman is, where you swim two miles, a little over two miles, like 2.2 miles, you bike a hundred and like 10 miles, and then you run a full marathon at the end. So 26.2 miles. Now that's my goal, you know, in time to get to be able to do a single Ironman. You know, and that's like a like a, a goal that I would have to say, you know, if I can complete an Ironman in my lifetime, awesome. Right? So then I want you to think about, okay, attainable, realistic, possibly, yes, if I train, if I work hard enough, if I stay focused. So then looking out there, trying to see limitations, right? Trying to see what is really possible. And then I see this guy, James, the Iron Cowboy, I come across, and this guy does like, I think it was 50 or no, 30 Ironmans 
over, it was a month or maybe it was 50, but it was like he did one a day for like 30 days. Now, not, I'm talking one event. I'm talking a complete Ironman. The 20, the marathon, running the marathon, swimming the two miles, biking the 26, you know, or 110 miles. He did every single day, right? No, it was 50. He did 50 in a row, right? Now, here's the deal. I'm trying to do one in a lifetime. And so think about when you're setting goals, like what is possible? So that's why it's good to kind of look out there to see like what could be achieved. So you don't set weak ass small goals for yourself because maybe I'm not gonna do 50. I think he did like one in every state in the United States or whatnot. Maybe I'm not gonna do 50 Ironmans over 50 days, but is it, outside of the, the my purview to think I could possibly do one in my lifetime. So that's why it's good is sometimes you gotta like expand your vision, expand your peripheral and see like what's possible. Again, finding out about him, I, you know, I got his book and watched a documentary, it made me feel awesome. I didn't look at it as to say, oh man, like I'm a piece of shit because I, I haven't, I only do a sprint. I do like the lowest level, entry level in the triathlon space. No, I look at him as an inspiration to see like, hey, this is what's really possible if I put my mind to it. Because I promise you, it wasn't his body. I mean, his body, you know, he carried his body through it, but it was his mind that really made that happen. And you know, definitely check it out. Look him up, the Iron Cowboy. Uh, unbelievable, inspiring story. I mean, it, it's like you know, my stomach was in knots at some points of it just watching you know what he was putting himself through. But when it comes to goals, I want you to think about that because realistic, what's reality for you now versus that uh, you know what it could be. But having that expanded vision and mindset to be able to set a goal at a whole nother level, right? And you think you could do one and then you set, you 10X that goal and maybe you come up short, but what kind of position are you in coming up short on a 10X goal versus a one goal? So think about that, that's a big one. When I saw what this guy did, I was like, there's no fucking way that, like, how do you even come up with the idea to do that? But that's called goal setting you know, at the next level. So let's get back into the story. So the R, so realistic. So what is reality? <clears throat> and lastly, the last letter in SMART is the T. And the T is for time. A goal is separated from a dream because it is on a timeline. You have an end target date in mind when you are going to achieve this goal by. You wanna make sure you are putting a timestamp on the goal, every goal, not just one. All of them need to have a timestamp on them. Remember though, stay realistic. If you want to lose 100 pounds, I wouldn't put a timestamp on it for 30 days without almost killing yourself. It is pretty much going to be an impossible goal. Remember to celebrate the big wins, but do not forget about small wins as well. When I look at someone's success rate, the way I look at it is this. As long as you are taking one small step towards your goal every single day, you are successful. One of the other important parts about goal setting is visualizing. 
I remember someone telling me that they wanted to get a certain car. I asked him why he wanted to get it. He said because he really liked it. We turned this into a goal and got really specific. We narrowed down on the model, we narrowed down on the actual color, the exterior, the interior. Once we got the specifics, we were able to visualize the car. The visualization process led me to find out that he had never even driven this car or even seen it in person. I told him I wanted him to do me a favor. I wanted him to set a date, go to the dealership, and test drive this car. Getting this specific is what will give you the power of visualization because now not only do you see the car as being yours, you can actually feel it. You can feel the motor running when you're behind the wheel. You feel the grip of the steering wheel in your hands. You feel the seats underneath you when you're looking out the windshield. You start to take ownership. Visualization is going to be key. You have to see yourself there first. If it is losing weight, making money, or buying that dream house, I want you to visualize. So I'm going to jump back in here. So visualization, you know, and this is where, you know, that that part of, I mean, there's documentary movies, books like The Secret and things, and some people like discredit it. It's not that I credit or discredit it, but it's one piece. You can't just, you know, I think I can, I think I can, and that's it. There's a lot of steps that we just went through that build up to that part where then visualization is true. You know, I watch myself doing things, like especially like speaking on stage and seeing myself. A lot of times if I'm going to speak, I'll stand on the stage and I'll visualize where the crowd is and sometimes I'll close my eyes and I do this only for a couple of minutes. And a lot of times I'll do it before I even get to the place I'm gonna be speaking at or the class I'm gonna be teaching at or the guest I'm about to see in the salon. I'm gonna visualize how I'm cutting their hair and going through this new color. I'll visualize it and sometimes it's just for a minute or two but that visualization comes into play. But there's other things that have to go in the process of achieving a goal that need to take place before we get to that visualization. And so that was a couple steps that I that I walked uh, walked this guy through and visualizing that car. <clears throat> you know, there's a great golf player. His name is uh, Gary Player, and Gary Player was one of those people that you know, would watch himself kind of hitting putts and sinking, you know, sinking holes and watch himself on the masters and watch himself in his mind. And he lived it out in reality, but he talked about a lot of that, <clears throat> visualizing those things happening before they ever happen. So visualization, it's a, it is a powerful, powerful tool. Back to the story. <clears throat> One of the activities that I do with my team, which is my favorite part of the beginning of every year, is a goal-setting workshop. We actually create vision boards and dream boards. We look through magazines. We cut out pictures of the dream house, the dream car, the dream vacation spot. And through this process, once we put our pictures on a poster board, we create a vision board or a dream board. This is a great way to visualize your dreams. One of the other important aspects of goal-setting is having an accountability partner. Who are you going to be accountable to and who is going to be measuring your progress? If you do not have accountability partner, the likelihood of you hitting any of your goals is slim to none. You should be talking with your accountability partner on a regular basis. Daily would be best, but at least weekly. 
you definitely do not want to go longer than a month in between talks. Your accountability partner is there to remind you and ask you how you are doing and see what your progress is. Looking at the increments that you set goals in is another key step. And I'm going to jump in here for a second. So that accountability partner, that could be a friend, a colleague, a coach, a, you know, a, your, 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 your boss, whatever you want to, whoever you want to call, however you want to call it. But someone that can A, support you, you can check in with them, that you share your goals. So you're going to become a little vulnerable, right? Because you're going to tell them, hey, this is my goal. And some of them are going to sound a little out there and they might question you. But you want to find that partner that's going to support you, that's going to listen to you, but most of all is going to be a, is going to hold you accountable. Like, and so they're not just going to let things slide. Like if your goal is to, you know, save X amount of money or you're trying to make a purchase and they see you just spending money stupidly and you're just out there and they, they'll remind, Hey, weren't you, aren't you trying to get that, you know, down payment for that house or that car or that whatever, you know, so they'll, you know, they'll be the one that's not going to, you know, hold back when it's time to check in on you and be like, hey, what about, you know, this or what about, or didn't you say you wanted to? So having a good accountability partner and making sure that they're okay with it. Like ask them, hey, would you help me? And it might be on one goal. It might be on all your goals. But hey, would you help me with a goal that I'm working on by holding me accountable? This is the goal. Um, and then setting up a plan. Like how often are you going to check in with them? How often, you know, are they going to, are they going to check in with you? So they're helping hold you accountable to that goal. So the accountability partner is going to be huge. All right. So back to the story. Looking at the increments that you set goals in is another key step. I like to set goals in 30, 60, and 90 day ranges. So what would give you, <clears throat> so that would give you short-term, medium, and long-term goals. Even though 90 days does not seem that long, if you think about it right now, what are you going to be doing in three months? Many people cannot even see past the next day. Being able to visualize the 30, 60, and 90 day increments will give you different ranges and different goals to be working towards. Sharing your goals is also very important. Think about who you would want to share your goals with. You definitely want to share your goals with anyone that is going to support you in achieving them. You do not want to share your goals with someone that is going to make fun of them or someone that you are competing against. Someone you are up against for a promotion or you are trying to move into a position that they obtain, you definitely do not want to share your goal with them because you will not get any support. Sharing your goals is going to be key. One of the diagrams that I am including is going to be a goal wheel. It is divided into five key areas of goal setting, starting with physical goals. Making, maybe it is to gain weight or to lose weight. This will apply to any physical attribute you may want to change. Next is personal goals or personal achievements that you want to gain. Next is business and financial goals. Where do you want to see your business go in the next 30, 60, and 90 days? Where do you want to see your finances? There are also professional goals. As a professional stylist, where do you want to see your professional skill set? Be it in the next 30, 60, and 90 days. Then there are your spiritual goals. Maybe you are religious, maybe not, but having a sense of who you are is going to be key and getting in touch with yourself is going to be a key part of your spiritual being. These are the five major areas for goal setting. 
I recommend having at least a short, medium, and long range goal for each of these areas. You can use the goal setting wheel to help you set those goals. There are going to be a few things you want to ask when you are setting your goals. Think about creating a long range list. As you begin this process, I want you to try to fast forward 10 years and list out 50 things that you want to have happen in your life during this time. Just put on some music and hit the pen to the paper and start writing. Once you go through this and have your 50 things on paper, start classifying them in short, medium, and long range. As you go through the process, you have to think about what makes sense to focus on first. Once you have all your short, medium, and long range goals, you're going to want to focus on the short list for the next year. You will start working inside of that list and do the same thing. Look at the short, medium, and long range goals. This is going to help narrow your goals down to what should be your immediate focus. Having that big picture thinking is great for your imagination and it stimulates possibilities of what you can achieve. You really need to push hard to get down as many goals as possible. So I'm going to jump back in here real quick. So that list of 50, you know, and that's like you have to just let your mind go. Like I don't care if it's don't think about money, don't think about, you know, where you're at right now. Don't think all that stuff doesn't matter. When you do that list of 50, you're just going wild. You're like no limitation. This is 10 years out. All the things that you want to really push yourself to get to 50. So when you start getting into the short list, medium list and long list, and then you take that short list and break it down the short, medium and long, you have some real meat on the bone. So you really got to push yourself to get to that 50. Back to the story. The next step you are going to do is write a paragraph. Once you narrow down your top five goals in a short range form, you want to write a paragraph as to why they are important to you. This is really going to require you to talk to yourself and you either are going to do two things. You're going to talk yourself into it or you can talk yourself out of it. So make sure you're in a good place. You have no distractions while you do this exercise. When it comes to setting your goals, remember your why. As your why gets stronger and bigger, achieving your goals gets a lot easier. A few other questions I want you to ask yourself. What kind of person will it take to get all that you want. When you think about what the, that person looks like, I want you to write a paragraph describing that person in detail and remember the major value in setting goals is to entice you to become that person. You are going to become that person it takes to achieve them. Goals are something you attract, not something you pursue. Lastly, you have your major goals in all different key areas and you know the type of person that you are going to need to become to achieve those goals. I'm going to leave you with some final steps. Write a letter to yourself from the future. Date the letter and write Dear Self. As you start to write this, I want you to write it in a story format as having already achieved those goals. For example, Dear Sonny, it is December 31st, 2027. What an incredible year it has been. I have achieved and then you will start to go into what you have achieved personally, professionally, physically, spiritually, financially, and business. Now I'm going to jump in here for a second. Depending on where you're at, if you're writing that letter a year out, it could be 2021, 
you're looking back at the previous year, that's probably where you would go. I just threw out 2027. You know, I'm way out there, right? Seven years looking back. Um, but year out, if you set that, that letter, set that date for a year from now, or if you're writing, even if it's three months, you can set it for three months, write a letter to yourself on these goals that you just achieved. And so that's gonna be that part of that visualization process, and that letter is gonna be sweet to read, especially when you can check off a lot of those goals. So back to the story. <clears throat> what an incredible year it has been. I have achieved, and then you will start to go into what you have achieved personally, professionally, spiritually, physically, financially, and in business. Keep this letter in a place that you can read it every single day. I recommend having several copies and one of those copies you may even want to laminate so you can have it in a place like your bathroom so if it gets wet, it won't get ruined. Does this sound like a little bit too much? Well, just to give you an example of the power of goal setting, I wanna share with you a quick story. In 1952, the graduating class of Yale University did a study of the graduating seniors. There were only 10% of them that had goals that were well-defined and written down. Over 30 years, they tracked that graduating class. Of that graduating class, the 10% that had written down well-defined goals had achieved more than the other 90% combined. Goal setting is not a myth. Goal setting is not a theory. Goal setting works. It is a fact. When you are setting goals, there are a couple rules of thumb. You never want to reduce your target. You may need to extend the timeline, but you never want to reduce the target. Remember, these are your goals. They're not anyone else's. It is not up to the salon owner that you work for. It is not up to a spouse, a relative, or friend to make you or force you to achieve them. You will have an accountability partner, but ultimately it is going to rely on you to stay focused on your goals and keep them in front of you at all times. When you are going through a rough patch or you are going through a trial or tribulation, which I guarantee will happen along your journey, like right now, the coronavirus, right? This pandemic we're going through, this is a trial and a tribulation and a challenge. That's not in the book, by the way. <laughs> but when you're going through a rough patch, you're going to go through a trial or tribulation, I guarantee, I, which I guarantee will happen along your journey, this is when your goals are going to be critical. Reading your goal statement will connect you back to the reason why you decided to go on this journey in the first place. It will connect you back to your why and it will help guide you through. Make sure you are updating your goal statement on a regular basis, at least quarterly, so you can look and measure your goals and, and see what you have achieved and then take them off and replace them with new ones. You do not want to be that person that sets goals for their New Year's resolution and by January 15th has already given up on them. Set goals using this format and set goals seriously. Set goals smart and you will achieve them. Although you may have many goals in all areas of your life, you can use the major goal setting wheel to list your three major goals in each of the five key goal setting areas. This tool is great to visualize your complete goal setting picture. Post this somewhere so that you'll be able to see it daily along with your written goal statement. And then I've got a picture here at the end of the chapter. I'll show you guys on camera. 
So this is the goal setting wheel. You guys over here on Instagram. That's the major goal setting wheel. So it breaks it down into those five key areas. And then it has one, two, and three, which will be like your short-term, mid-term, and long-range goals. So that's a, a chart that I share with all of my team members. They can write them down. I mean, you can have them just on a list too, just having them uh, by each of those areas, but short, mid, and long-term. So if you're doing this for 90 days, you're talking like short would be within the next month, mid-range would be within the next 60 days, and then long-range would be within the next 90 days. And those areas, again, are physical, personal, business financial, professional, and spiritual. And you have to, when you think about it, you know, you have to, I mean, not be limited to that. I mean, you have other areas, you may have less, you may have more, uh, but the key thing I think in that chapter that I wanted to take you guys through today is having goals, a format, a way to go through and set goals, a process to go through and then why they're important. And that study at the end, like when I heard about that with that uh, Yale University, the 1952 graduating class, I was kind of blown away. I was like, geez, I mean, think about it. The 10% who had written down well-defined goals achieving over 30 years, 90% or more than 90%, um, the other 90% combined. That's crazy. That's goals, guys. That's goals, and that's the goal setting chapter for story time today. Um, hopefully, you guys enjoyed this chapter. Hopefully, you got something out of this chapter. Um, hopefully, you're enjoying story time. And I always, always say, bring a friend, right? So let somebody else know that story time is going down 9 a.m. Eastern time every single day. Um, in this week, we'll be here. So tomorrow morning, I'll be back here reading another chapter from YFYI. Uh, make sure you tune in, bring a friend, let them know. Hey, wake up, make sure you're ready to go. I don't know where you're at during story time. If you're at home, if you're, you know, probably you're at home. If you're, if you are working, you're still out there on the front lines. Um, I thank you. Um, if you're just bored out of your mind, you're not the only one. I promise you. But I'm going to try to be consistent and be here with you guys in the morning, reading a chapter, sharing some insights. I'm just giving you some encouragement to know that you know we're going through this and we're <clears throat> we're gonna be coming out on the other side. Um, it's gonna be a period of time. It's gonna be a moment um, in your in your life. And as we continue to go through it, I'll continue to you know reach out and encourage and support and be here. Um, if you have any questions, you can always put them in comments. If there's a certain chapter in the book you want me to kind of focus on, uh, just let me know. I mean, I'm going in a random order. I'm not like you can see. I've jumped around. We started with, you know, the intro, and then we went to chapter five, four. Now we're in seven. So I'm jumping around, just reading a random chapter every single morning for story time. Um, hopefully, you guys are enjoying this. Definitely would love some feedback. Jump in the comments if you have questions or you have thoughts. Um, jump in the comments if you're following along. Hopefully, you know my uh, my little. Uh, writing errors are, are not upsetting you too much. Um, but as I'm going through this, you know, I'm kind of getting re-inspired on like what the, the next, you know, YFY book's going to be, what the next uh, version even of these books are going to be. So hopefully you guys are enjoying story time. Uh, thank you guys for joining. Uh, yesterday I was talking about, I was giving away um, some free t-shirts. So 
It's pretty simple. If you guys want one of these um, iHeartYFYI t-shirts, then I'll put the link, or I think the link is already on my Facebook page. And I've got, there's two different, there's a woman's fit, which is this one here. So that's the woman's fit. You know, it's cut a little differently. And then I've got, you know, I'm wearing one of the guys, the men's fits. So I've got two different, you know, two different versions. But if you want one of these, I have a, a small stash that I'm giving away. So you'll just go to um, the website. When you go to checkout, you'll just put in the promo code is going to be Storytime. And if you're getting a men's um, shirt, it's going to be Storytime M for men. If you're getting a women's shirt, it's going to be Storytime W for women. And only thing you have to do is pay for the shipping. It's $4.95. Um, but the shirt's on me. I'll send you guys a shirt just as a thank you for hanging out, waking up in the morning and spending some time with me for story time. So that's on the website. Those are the promo codes. If you're interested in getting a copy of either, you know, YFY, your first year in um, the beauty industry or your first year in salon ownership, you can get both of those at yourfirstyearin.com. Go there, I'll sign it, write a little message in there for you, send it out to you. And if you use the promo code together, um, that'll give you 10% off on all of the books and everything else we have on our website. So free shirt, you'll see the link on my Facebook page. And um, you can also, if you're just on the website, if you're on the salon1.net, you'll see like the drop down for YFY. There's an area in there that says YFY swag. But the iHeart shirts, I'm giving those away. Just pay for the shipping. Use the promo code STORYTIMEM for the men's shirt or STORYTIMEW for the women's shirt. And that will be packaged and on its way to you. Um, and then yourfirstyearin.com, everything else I have going on, podcasts, books, events, all of those types of things. So thank you guys for hanging out. Um, thanks for joining me for another story time. Look forward to seeing you guys tomorrow morning. 9 a.m. Eastern Time, back here in the corner with me, Sunny D. So thanks for watching, guys. Talk to you soon. Signing off. Hey, guys, Sunny D just saying thanks again. Hope you enjoyed that episode of Storytime. Hopefully, you're going to take goal setting to the next level can't wait to see what kind of goals you're setting. If you need to get a copy of the goal wheel that I talked about in that chapter, or you need to get a copy of the book, you can go to yourfirstyearin.com. If you DM me or message me and you just want to get a copy of that goal wheel, I can send it to you. It's a powerful tool. It's a simple tool and is a great way to organize your goals and to keep them in front of your face at all times. So hopefully you guys are out there setting goals and hopefully you're staying safe during these times. I'm thinking about you. I'm cheering for you. And I can't wait to see you on the other side. So thanks for listening to the podcast. And I'll be back tomorrow with another episode. And remember, the YFY podcast is where you come to learn how to build your business right once. Or else you will be doomed to have to build it again. Thanks for listening. And I'll talk to you soon.